we're gonna see how this goes. Okay, um, oh, I am really close to my mic. There we go, a little bit better. The twins of the scales. Spice. <laughs> it was a moth. It was a man. What do we think Mothman sounds like? <laughs> it was a Mothman. I think Mothman's like... What 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 presidents have big dick energy? Go watch Harry Potter and friggin' kill yourself, millennial. How do you know my weekday plans? Hey everyone, welcome to We Wrote the Book, the podcast where every episode a bunch of theater nerds come up with a concept for a brand new musical. I'm your host, Christian, joined by my co-host, Olivia. Howdy. Ooh, howdy. Very fancy yeah. today. And today we are joined by a very special guest. William Solar, how you doing, William? Um, uh, good. Um, still. Oh, so good to hear. I, yeah, I mean, it's. It, I I would say it's been a while. Okay, we don't have time to get into no, this, no, no, William no, Solar. No. This is just the opening. This is just the opening. This isn't all about you. You're just the special yeah. guest. Yeah, come on. You haven't even been on the show five times yet. So. <laughs> You're not allowed to elaborate on how good you are. Okay. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Um. So today, I want to talk about something very near and dear to my wife's heart, um, <laughs> and that is cryptids. Yay, cryptids! So, um, Olivia, what are cryptids? <laughs> uh, well, first, we should start with what is cryptozoology, um, because that's where cryptids come from, whatever. Uh, cryptozoology is the study of creatures whose existence has yet to be or else cannot entirely be proved or disproved <laughs> by science. It is the most, that is the most, like, <laughs> trying to just pad it out statement. It's like, hey, we're not saying they're real. We're just saying they might be. We're saying, okay, okay. science hasn't proven it yet, okay? That's what we mean. But listen, Christian, because some cryptids, which are the creatures that can't be quite proven by science, some cryptids uh, have turned out to be real. Oh, really? Like what? Like Komodo dragons were once considered a cryptid. Uh, the coelacanth, which is like a big old fish. Yeah. Uh, platypuses were once thought to be cryptids, and they were proven to be real. Okay, platypus um, is really the only one that I can understand why people would think it's a cryptid. But the other two, oh, it's a lizard and it's a very old fish. It's not like the yeah. Jersey Devil that's like a goat mixed with a lizard with bat wings. Right. I, I think it's actually right, just but... someone from New Jersey. Ha! <laughs> I see what you did there. Is you just making fun of people from New Jersey? No, I mean. But listen, it, listen. It's so, a child. I think it's like the set. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, to to broaden your idea of what a cryptid is, a cryptid can be um, a bunch of different things. So, like, there's the fantasy ideas of the things that are just like that doesn't seem like it could just exist in this universe. But um, there's also things that we think should be extinct, like a megalodon. Mm-hmm. That big, big old shark. I think that like that existed at some point in time, but it's still a cryptid if we think that it exists. Maybe there's one in the ocean today. Got you know, that it. would be a cryptid, okay. right? Um, or let's see. There's there's a bunch of different things that can qualify. Um, 
Bigfoot's definitely uh, a cryptid. Bigfoot, yeah. And then, like, animals that are of an unusual size or appearance. So it's just like, ah, oh, I've definitely seen a frog before, but I've never seen a six-foot frog. Mm. So that's probably a cryptid if someone thought they saw it one time. Okay, so um, what are some of your favorite, between the two of you, what are some of your favorite cryptids? Mm. Ah, I... <laughs> I really like I really like the Loveland frog. The Loveland frog uh from I think it's Ohio. What is um, it? such a good story. Have you not heard of no. it? Okay. The Loveland frog. <laughs> the Loveland frog is uh so a bunch of people around some point in time or not a bunch of people, it's probably like a few people. Anyway, saw uh these three foot frogs. There's one specific story of this guy like driving in the middle of the night. I think he was driving over a bridge or something and like his headlights caught the shape of like three, three foot frog slash human like creatures. Always, always humanoid. Always. Right. There was kind of humanoid elements to them or whatever. And they like turned to look at him and then one waved a wand and like sparks flew or something. (laughs) I don't remember exactly what happened. But anyway, frogs with wands, basically. Hell yeah. it, it's the best. Hell There's yeah. actually, I think someone wrote a musical about the Loveland frog and it's, oh God, what's it called? It's called, I think it's like, hot damn, it's the Loveland frog <laughs> <laughs> or something. Um, that's my new fave, okay. I think. Okay, so William, what about you? Um, my favorite is, um, I'd, I'd probably have to go with the sea monk or like sometimes it's called like the sea bishop. Ooh. Um, it's just this, like, weird-ass fish person who, like, either looks like a Friar Tuck monk, like, with just, like, that weird balding head, or (laughs) it's got, like, this really cone of a top of a head to, like, mimic a bishop's hat, depending on, like, which, like, version or anything like that. And it's just not special in any way (laughs) other than that. But then, like, there's just this one point in, like, um... Where like the king of uh, of uh, Poland just got like super obsessed with one and wanted to own one, <laughs> just kept like trying to catch it. Um, and there's like one weird recording from like the 1500s where apparently one was captured and it just like refused to eat and just died. Reminds <laughs> <laughs> me like a dugong or some form of sea cow, like dugong. I mean pretty much right except except it's got this like humanoid a body thing it's really yeah. fucking dumb i love it's it like so really, much it's like a really shitty mermaid yeah they're like wait what's it called uh, again it's, it's it's called a sea monk or a sea bishop um and most of the time you're I'm just like oh that's just probably a squid <laughs> like a like a giant squid <laughs> sea bishops ah! are, oh my god sea bishops <laughs> are different from sea monks because they can only swim side right like it's just it's wow. just one of the pure fun things of Scandinavia, you know. Scan it, it, you know, there's not a lot to do. You only get six weeks of sunshine, so <laughs> you got to do something. But my favorite cryptid is the one I want to talk about today, and this one's kind of like the granddaddy of them all. One is of, it? one of, mind you, the zaddy of. Is them it all. the granddaddy some, of them all? Well, some of yeah, he's he's the granddaddy. Um, well, he's kind of the one that that sparked the kind of. Like small random cryptid ones, not like the uh, the Sasquatch or the Loch Ness monster, but this is the one that kind of sparked the 
all small towns seems to have a random cryptid monster, you know? Sure. This is, like, one of the first ones. And that is, of course, the Mothman. So, Ooh, the Mothman... <laughs> before, you, uh, before, before you give the real definition of it... Um, oh no! Can I give you oh, no. can I give you an assortment of definitions from Urban Dictionary? Please, uh, please. <laughs> All right. Um, definition number five. This is from the user Senpai Mothman. Um, oh no! <laughs> uh, the definition of Mothman is Mothman likes helping the ghost kid with his homework. Uh, um, okay. Okay. That's very specific. Uh, you don't get a lot there. Uh, number four uh, from Spooky Kermit is uh the definition of mothman is the man of my dreams um Fair. Uh, and it does have uh it does have a use in the sentence which uh, is mothman a man i search for but never discover so that's okay that's, nice. wow. um, that's profound uh number one though though the highest one is um the definition of Mothman is Mothman is the one and only for me and most cryptid fuckers. He is perfect <laughs> in every way. And that is from I Love Mothman's Dick. That's the user. Wow. I love Mothman's Dick. Um, do those. F- they created their user, like their profile, just to type just that to sentence get, yeah. on Urban Yeah, and Dictionary. now we had to hear I, it. I, now we have well, to hear it. well, what's really funny is that this this user does have two definitions that they have posted to Urban Dictionary, and the other one is for Carmen. Like Carmen said, no, just well, just the name Carmen, and it's defined as okay. a really good friend who you can have a fun time with. Oh. And I, like that's sweet, and that has nothing to do so with my that... dick. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She's got multi. She contains multitudes. This, I, I'm. I yeah. Uh, so dick, our our Mothman musical is about. I love Mothman's dick. Right. The user. No. Gonna... <laughs> no. I, I. I'm not gonna write. I do not want to write a musical about Mothman's dick because I want this to get on Broadway. That's fair. That's fair. Also, as the special guest, you know, I I have no ideas of my own. No, you get no ideas. You were just going to be writing the music for us, producing something, and, yep. and sending it to us for free. That's all yeah, that that's the actually... musical guest is for. Am I am I the musical guest now? No, you're not the musical uh, guest. You are the no. guest that writes the music. You do not get exactly. to sing on this podcast. Yeah, anytime you do, we bleep it out. Yes. Let's get down um, to business. Nope, nope, nope. We legally cannot allow you to do that one. So, how dare you sing that song? How dare you? How dare you? So, here's the Mothman. Yeah, explain our dream. I'll, our I'll dream explain boy the dream guy. Physical. So, Mothman is large between. Every report is between six to like nine feet tall. Holy. Giant either bird wings or moth wings. It's kind of hard to tell bright red eyes like dinner mm-hmm. plate sized red eyes mm. a beak um it makes like a really high-pitched screeching noise sometimes but the, the weird thing about the mothman is um different reports say a bunch of different things but one of them is that whenever he flies he just kind of glides like he raises up into the air and he flies that way his wings don't flap oh it's bizarre don't really know why it just exists in that way um he's a bit like batman that's um where the name mothman came from is there is a batman villain called the mothman who is a man in a moth costume who flies with moth wings (laughs) but 
it, this was in the 50s, I believe. And mm-hmm. Batman was very, very popular. Like, even... Like, popular now, but he was popular in the sense... Like, he still had... Com- the people were still reading the comics and, like, listening to the radio drama and stuff like that. So, Batman was huge. And so, that's one of the thoughts of why he was named Mothman. Is because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he looks like a Batman villain. Yeah, it was all marketing. Exactly. It was just... That, that is also probably one of the reasons that Mothman is, like, one of the top cryptids is great. I mean, fantastic marketing. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. So now I um I want to read out the actual situation. Oh, wait. Before we do that, um I want us to hear our cryptid horoscope or our cryptid zodiac oh, signs. Oh, good, good. It wouldn't be... It wouldn't be a uh, an episode of writing a music it wouldn't be writing a musical if we didn't have the great segment olivia tells us our horoscope yes well it's not your horoscope so i'm not explaining anything uh, about your day but me. it is it is what cryptid you would be according to your zodiac sign now i pulled this off of one tumblr post and there were there were several they were all kind of around the same thing but this is just one tumblr user's uh uh version of this so don't get mad at me um, okay, we'll start with um, the the Aries sign is going to be your hellhound. Ooh. Oh. Ooh, yeah, so that's like a dog from hell, basically. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, okay. Um, uh, Taurus are aliens. Fair, fair. Not a cryptid, but okay. Well, actually, I don't know why I said fair. I feel like an alien would be more like a, 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 a Aquarius, but here we are. Anyway, um, Taurus are aliens. Gemini are Mothman, so lucky. lucky Gemini, happy Gemini season. That's why we're doing this show right now uh, about Mothman. Um, Cancer, they're werewolves. Okay, no idea how that correlates. But is fair. there, I, I is don't there not a giant crab cryptid? I feel like there there's is a giant crab kaiju. Yeah. We but, went over that last time. I bet time, there's yeah. gotta be, yeah. I bet there's gotta oh, be a I'm giant sure. crab cryptid. But like, uh, also, this has no explanations as to why they chose these. So honestly, I'm just throwing this out there. Um, it could be inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, now, this isn't the real. If you look, this isn't scientifically uh, no, researched. This isn't scientifically researched, like everything else about a horoscope, which is. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Leos are Titanoboa. Titanoboa. Which I uh, yeah I had to look Titan up. Titan boa, right? They're just like the really Titan really big snake, boa. right? It's just a big ass snake. Yes. Because um, like that's which... that's actually a I believe that's a that's a prehistoric snake, isn't it? I think so. So this is one of those cases where it's like it did exist, I guess, uh, but it just shouldn't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it does. Um, yeah. So Titan boa is a Leo. Um, a Virgo is a nightcrawler. Oh, this is another one of my faves. Um, do y'all know what a nightcrawler is? No. No. It's like, <laughs> it's like a pair of legs. <laughs> it's like a ghost kind of thing with like a white, it's like a white pair of legs basically, um, with a little face on the top. <laughs> so cute. Oh, sexy. Legs go I all know. the way up, I guess. Yeah. There's some hot gams. Um, <laughs> sweet gams. Sweet gams, but they show up at night. You should look up a picture. They're really cute, actually. That's our Virgo. Oh my god, I just looked up the nightcrawlers. The nightcrawlers are they so cute? Those are both extremely. Some of the things are like super terrifying, yeah. 
But, like, I'm looking at this, like, little nightcrawler crawler plushie. <laughs> yes. Which just looks like a wishbone yes. with Yes, exactly. Yeah, there you go. It's so, yeah, all of the, like, art artist depictions of them are very cute, like, anime-looking things. It looks very Studio um, Ghibli. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very, like, Will of the Wisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them. They're, they're adorable. Uh, Libra, that's us. You guys, we're the Flatwoods Monster. Oh, that's fun. What the, what? Um, a Flatwoods Monster. So I looked this up. The best way I could describe this thing, it looks like an upside down radish <laughs> um, with big old glowing red eyes. So like it's got a big bulbous red head and then kind of just like this flowy it looks, body thing. It kind of looks like, um, if for anybody who watched Jimmy Neutron, it looks like the Egg Yolkians from the original Jimmy <laughs> Neutron movie with a skirt. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Or like a light That's... bulb head. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go on to Scorpios. Scorpios are vampires. Okay. Sure, that sure, kind of makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. They suck the lifeblood out I mean, out it's of, also, it's me also Halloween's in there, so they're going to throw v- vampires. Yeah. 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 Um, Sagittarius are Bigfoot. Yeah, okay. sure. They would like to travel. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know if Bigfoot's known for travel. I mean, Bigfoot's known all around the world, so he's got to travel a little bit. I bet he's been seen in an airport or something. Oh, that that motherfucker's got miles. (laughs) He's been driving a Jeep around somewhere, I'm sure. Um, Capricorns are Krakens. Okay, uh, sure. Aquarius. I I mean, Uh at least that one has some fish-related things, but how are they not mermaids? Or specifically, sea monks. How are Capricorns? Wait, isn't a Capricorn like a sheep or a ram or something? It's a it's a ram top and a and a mermaid yeah. bottom. Oh, okay, fair. Okay, yeah, I, I would just think of peppercorn. Peppercorn, like the uh, flavor. Yeah, like a spice. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the flavor. <laughs> I, I would love that. <laughs> Everything is like this, like the twins, uh, the scales, spice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 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 Uh, we got two more. So Aquarius are Nessie. Okay. Fair. A Loch Ness monster. Um, that was. I don't know what accent that was. Loch Ness Forgive monster. me for that. The the Loch Ness monster. Um, and then Pisces are sirens. Oh. Okay. Which are yeah. sea sea witch people. That, that does explain most of my romantic uh, <laughs> relationships. Pisces yeah. are so dreamy. I I know nothing about Pisces's. Well, they keep trying to lure me mm. to the shallow cliffs of of this. Maybe you should spe- wow. maybe so. you shouldn't be hanging out on rocky New England shores then. Mm-hmm. You know, you try not to, and then it's just like they lull you in a false sense of security and go, "Hey, why don't we go to like Cape Cod for like a week?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Oh. Oh, I see what's yeah, happening. Or like, yeah. hey, let's go picnic on this precarious cliff with all of these rocky, uh, with all of these rocks below. Yeah. yeah. Standard. Do you want to be on a ship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so now we, Olivia has done the important work of letting yes. us know we are the Flatwoods Monsters. We are the Flatwoods Monsters. We are the Flatwoods Come on, guys! You gotta sing at the same time, or else it's not. 
It's not a we thing, right? Oh, okay. Okay, we, let's do we, it. Are we are the, we fl- are the fl- flatwoods monsters. Oh my god, never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, so that sounds like a good goth, like, punk band right there. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, in that style of, like, yeah, but okay. One, two, three, four. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to break down the uh, Mothman story real quick, and then we'll actually okay. get into the full like we're gonna write the musical of it because it lends itself well one there's been a lot of adaptations of it there's been a movie Mm -hmm. there's been books things like that so there's there's precedent for kind of um playing fast and loose with the with what actually happened in this story so we're probably gonna be doing some of that but i'm gonna give you some highlights and then we can dig into anything that any of you anybody has questions on so i'm just gonna start from the beginning there's a man named woody derenberger who is a uh he is a, a Sewing machine, sewing machine salesman, a door-to-door sewing machine salesman. He's driving late at night when what he describes as an old-timey, um, like an old-timey kerosene lamp comes flying in the night, turns sideways, and lands in front of his car. And then out... <laughs> That's such a dated... I like, know. Just description. <laughs> Even back then it was dated. That's the crazy part. <laughs> and out steps a man... A very, a man who kind of hits the uncanny valley, and mm-hmm. um, he goes by the name of Indrid Cold. So, Indrid Cold's clearly an alien. He doesn't know how to communicate well. He he does things like he asks, he's like, "What is that?" And he points to town, and the guy and uh, Darren Berger's <laughs> like, "Oh, that's Point Pleasant." And uh, then Indrid Cold's all confused, and he's like, "No, no, no. What do you call that?" And Woody Darenberger has to be like, "We call that a city." Things like that. Like, he's very clearly, yeah. he's, and um, Indrid Cold, one of the coolest lines, he calls himself a watcher. Ooh. And that I will be in touch. And then he <sighs> just kind of flies away. And then, it's not soon after, I mean, soon after that, there's a group of local teens, essentially up at Makeout Point. It's like an abandoned TNT manufacturing plant from the World War from World War II. It's like an abandoned plate. That's where teens go to make out. You know, every... Anytime you think of the 1950s, you think of, like, make-out point, stuff like that. This is their make-out point. And there's a group of four teens, and they get attacked by the Mothman in their car. Um, this is their first Mothman sighting we know of. Um, again, we des- they describe he's very large, big red eyes. So they book it out of the TNT area, and Mothman is actually chasing them the entire length. Wow. And he's able to keep up with them. They're saying they're going like 100 miles an hour. He's able to keep up. And so then... I, I'm i sure a I car know. could not go 100 miles an hour in the 1950s. But continue. Yes. <laughs> I, there's a lot. There's a lot of things um, wrong with most of these stories. <laughs> and uh, so then they get back. And then they try to tell everybody in town. And pretty much nobody believes them. Except for a woman named Mary Heyer. Who's a female reporter. And she's actually... Um, one of the fr- she was the first person to report on the Mothman. She every mm. like report and everything. She took it in the local newspaper and she reported on it. Um, then over that over this several month period, Woody Derenberger is actually visited by injured cold again and again, um, as well as like receiving cryptic messages and warnings from like postcards and like um, random radio. Did you say cryptid messages? Cryptic. It's, well, a little bit of both. But cryptic messages, like um, uh-huh. he got weird postcards and letters and um, pick up random things on the radio. Like very kind of bizarre and wonky. And then we get to the next Mothman sighting. A woman has her baby. They're late at night. They're, they're kind of out. Point Pleasant is where most of this takes place. 
and Point Pleasant um, is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And um, this woman locks eyes with this thing with bright red eyes, and she freezes, literally falls over on top of her baby. She becomes paralyzed. She cannot move. Jesus. Um, and so her, and she's staying with her sister, and her sister sees and comes out, and she gets paralyzed too, by because the Mothman meets her gaze. And the Moth Mothman eventually leaves. They were able to get up unparalyzed. The baby was okay. Everything like that. Um, so that was that's another Mothman sighting. Um, there's a couple others. The, really, the big ones. Mothman is seen inside of a inside of a mine. Scares the miners. The miners leave. Mothman unfurls his wings. He big, makes a big show of flying out. And then the next the next day, the mine collapses. Whoa. And this is, um, this is when Mothman starts getting a uh, reputation as being either an omen, a bad omen mm -hmm. of things to come, like every time he goes somewhere, something bad's going to happen, or he is trying to warn you mm -hmm. that something bad is going to happen. And that's kind of, um, depending on who you talk to, that's what the Mothman is. There's another right. one. Yeah. And I'm sure you Well did those did those miners like take the day off the next day and then the thing fell through? I think I can't remember <laughs> if people actually died in the in the mine collapse or not. Mm. Um but yeah, they they refused to go in the mine when the Mothman was there and then the yeah. then the mine collapsed. Um so maybe hopefully if you war but you know, people don't listen to warnings from cryptids. Sure. They don't talk like us. Of course not. How would we know? <laughs> um then the, there's another one, another big one that a local farmer hears a noise in his barn, and uh, he sees the bright red eyes. He's used to it. He figures it's an owl or something in his barn. Not a big deal. So he sends his dog. He's he's got a farm dog, not skittish creatures. Mm -hmm. The dog doesn't want to go out. He forces it out. It goes to the barn. It barks at something, and then it disappears. And Whoa. so then the uh, farmer eventually works up the nerve to go over there doesn't see anything no mothman or anything anymore and his dog is gone and he never found his dog so you know mothman may have eaten his dog we'll see and then over the next several months those are the big ones and then we can kind of pepper whatever we want in there over the next several months over a hundred people have uh reported mothman sightings as well as being visited by the men in black now um do either one of you know kind of what the Men in Black is? Not the movie, but like kind of what it's based off of. Well, there goes my joke. Yeah. Yeah, I will say that I know the movies very well. I did do a little research because I the movies don't the movies like play into the fact that they're not aliens, but yes. like the lore is that they are aliens. Like they're not. They have like what is it? They have like weird eyes or something. <laughs> They've got remember. like. They've got, like, black eyes or something like that. They always wear sunglasses. Um, they've mm -hmm. got really pale skin. Um, they're wear are they Are they supposed to be... Uh, are they supposed to be uh, hybrids of, like, humans and, like, tall whites? Or well, they're supposed grays? to be... They're, they, they, they call themselves... They look, they're supposed to look like humans, just, like, not human enough. That don't quite understand how to be a human, but they they claim to be part of the government mm. and like they're trying to like scare people off from doing certain things like you hear it a lot with ufo sightings people will see um like they'll see well, i feel like you know living in texas uh most people that work for the government don't know how to be human hey boom got, got him, him. <laughs> uh, yeah 
no, but like these, like they'll like not know how to not know how an umbrella works, or they won't know how to speak correctly. Not even like in a English is a second language, like English is not a language kind of thing. Um, sure, sure. Uh, and they're like known to like try and scare people off once they've seen UFOs or other cryptids, things like that. And this is like one of the first stories where they really meld with cryptids. So that's why um, Mothman is sometimes thought of. Maybe he's an alien. Maybe he's an alien that came to Earth and they're hunting him. Mm. It's just a theory. There's a lot of theories around Mothman. Um, then over this time, Woody Derenberger has become obsessed with decoding these messages um, that he's getting and everything like that. And he got kind of goes crazy and he thinks, okay, the president is going to be in some sort of danger on Christmas. Maybe he'll be shot, maybe something like that. Around Christmas, he's he's in some sort of danger. What? Which president? So that would have been LBJ, uh, President Johnson. Yeah. Is the Mothman just going to be Lyndon Johnson with how much everybody loved loves Mothman's dick? Oh, God, that's a lot to unpack. Oh, no. So's, so's Lyndon Johnson's uh. penis. That's, that's a Did lot Lyndon to Lyndon Johnson have a famously good dick? Yes, he called it Jumbo. <gasps> oh, f- yeah, it's it's oh, famous. If you ever oh, want to, if you... it's it's he he would use it as a negotiation tool. He'd literally like whip it out like a power and, and like <gasps> he like yeah like it's really fucked up. Oh my god! Um, a... And we built a library about him. And, well, every Texas. president has a library. Oh, <laughs> what? I mean, we've no. also got a freeway named. Every after president him. has a library that is uh, created by the federal government to house like their stuff. Yeah, a federal library. Okay, but every presidential library doesn't have a big dick energy. No, uh, no. There's, there's. We can a, cut that. If you no, we will not. If you, <laughs> what, what, what presidents have big dick energy? Um, well, LBJ, for sure. Sure, for sure. I'd say Lincoln probably had some BDE. Or what's the guy with this big stick? Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt probably had, had more than one kind of big stick for sure. He probably had two big dick. Two big dicks. Two big dicks. Yeah. Double dick energy. Um, Washington um, had the biggest dick energy. Do you think so? Cause he, I mean, because he also is like one of the only people who stepped down, right? But that's the thing is like I view big dick energy as a as saying like you have confidence that you don't have to prove to other people. You don't have to prove to other like because sure. you're oh, self confident okay. and you are aware of yourself and your power. Mm. And I feel like that is Washington. Now I would say the smallest dick energy. Well, there's Two, with the smallest Andrew stick Jackson. energy. Andrew Jackson and Donald Trump, because, you know. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that one. How, how, let's go through some, some greats and see if, if, they, if we think they have uh, big dick energy. Grover Cleveland. Um, with a name energy. like Grover and still being president, big dick energy. Yeah. Uh, all right. How do we feel about William Howard Taft's big dick energy? Oh, no. Uh, he couldn't Wait, know, he which one's dick, he? So. The bathtub guy? Yeah, that's the bathtub guy. Sure. No. Herbert Hoover. Ooh, no. F- FDR. No. FDR is big dick energy. FDR, okay, big dick. Yeah. Herbert Hoover is just a monster. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He's the damn guy. Okay, well, let's get back to uh, cryptids, because this took a we, Well, we have one okay. last question. Joe Biden, big dick energy, no or no? Uh, oh, I, I don't know if I ever want to think about Joe Biden and his dick yeah, energy. Yeah, no, let's just make that a hard no. It's it's a hard grandpa. He He's, he's got... He's got Werther's original energy. It's got to be a soft. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, he just has like average dick energy. It's just like, it's fine. 
doesn't have to make up for anything. No, exactly. Like... Yeah. Okay, let's please. Can we okay. please get away <laughs> yeah. from this, dear lord? Okay. Does the Mothman have big dick I energy? am so close. To, I am so close to being done with the description, and then we can talk all about the Mothman's dick when we're writing the musical, okay? This is So Woody Derenberger has become obsessed with decoding these messages, and he thinks that um, LBJ is going to be in some danger around Christmas. And then um, the next big thing that happens is Mothman is spotted near Point uh, in Point Pleasant. All of this takes place in Point Pleasant. Um on the Silver Bridge, um, one of their oldest bridges, one of the biggest bridges in town in December. And then on December 15th, the Silver Bridge collapsed, killing, killing over 40 people. And this is obviously still one considered one of a, a one of the biggest tragedies in the town history just because it's a small town. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is when Woody Derenberger realizes he messed up. He messed up. <laughs> He had the uh, wrong court, like you know, he he read the messages wrong. Something bad did happen, um, and that's kind of the last we hear of the Mothman. After that, after that coll bridge collapse, we don't really hear about the Mothman. Now, Woody Derenberger gets visited by aliens for years, for the rest of his life. Um, hmm. Even at one point, he disappears for several months, and then when he comes back, he says he went to view um, different planets with the aliens things like that. So Woody Derenberger has his own like side story that just happens to hap that happens to like work in the same time period of Mothman. It's pretty bizarre. But that is that is like the Cliff's notes of the Mothman story. You can go into a lot of things. There's another person. So um, Woody Derenberger is kind of trying to take a scientific approach about it. And then there's a guy that wrote the Mothman prophecies that was actually trying to like write a book. He would go through and he would, you know, like kind of prod people for their interactions. Like not exactly. He was being pretty sensationalist with it. I don't really want to focus on him. Mm -hmm. He's got enough publicity. He's got his own movie. Like we don't. Yeah, need... we'll go with the hard scientific facts exactly. for this musical. And so this is so this is how I want to start it, you know. Is I want to start with the um, actually before we get started, does anybody have any more Mothman um, questions about Mothman's dick before we go into the actual musical? Um, you think he's circumcised? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't. Surely I don't. not, right? <laughs> he wouldn't be. I mean, who would have circumcised Mothman? His mom. Maybe they have different beliefs in Mothman. Well, I mean, if he was circum, he would have had to be circumcised, circumcised by the uh, moth priest. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the mo the moth. Yeah, moms mench. don't do it. The moth do they? I don't know. Would have done it. <laughs> Can we tell that story? Being, being Jewish in the '60s was hard for Mothman. Can we, can we just tell the story of like parade? <laughs> just make it Mothman. And just <laughs> like he's just there, because he needs that song. He needs that song from Parade. I go to bed at night hoping when I wake. <laughs> we can't. If I were a moth man, diddle 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 dum all day long. I'd mothy moth. No, not fiddle on the roof. Nah, it's got to be Parade. We're basing it on Parade, not fiddle on the roof. I know, roof. but Mothman just worked with Rich Man. That's all. Oh, I mean that's fair. Yeah. Okay, so. Here's what I'm thinking for the actual like play, and this is. Please feel free to jump in. Now let's 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 dig into the actual creation of it. So I was thinking, okay, so I'm thinking we open on Woody Derenberger driving late at night, light flashes in his car, 
and Injured Cold steps out. You know, maybe that's the song, Injured Cold. It's very alien, very confusing. It becomes clear that Injured is not of this world. And um, Injured calls himself a watcher. He'll be in touch. You know, that whole scene mm-hmm. of, like, really creepy, kind of like, what the hell just happened? Really setting the tone for what this show is. Do we want be. it to be, like, a whole song about, what's that? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> <laughs> What do you call that? Uh. <laughs> just like, no, it's just like a toddler. How? <laughs> How? Could we start, could we start one scene earlier? Like, cause the, I feel like. Let's start with the birth of Darren Berger. <laughs> <laughs> As the mom and blesses him. No, I'm being honest. Like uh, the show would start a scene before. Like it is like. Point Pleasant. Welcome to Point View, right? Like Point We've Pleasant. We've got a bridge. It's the right? biggest bridge in the town, and there's also <laughs> oh. a Shake Shack over here. It's the fifties. That might be a little insensitive <laughs> to start with an entire song about how nice their bridge is. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of money. We just got a grant for this bridge. <laughs> No, I think I think we start in with some like West West Virginia folk. Oh, so music. Uh, almost heaven, West Virginia. <laughs> no, that's the last song. As as he stands at the burning wreckage. Take, Take me home, country rose. Is this a banjo musical? I think this is a banjo. I think I think it is. Okay. So, I think yeah, I think that's something to think about. I think that's that's a good idea. We'll, um, let's let's try and let's see how far we can get into this. Let's see if we can tackle it as sure. we, yeah as we get through it. So, I, I like your idea of from the horror start... standpoint though. Yeah, everything is normal. We need everything to be normal. Yeah, I like the idea of starting in Point Pleasant. Like, we introduce it a Point Pleasant. It's nice. Yada yada yada. We've got a nice song Pleasant about place the town. To be. Pleasant place to be. Nothing ever happens. Standard. And then something did. And then um, we get the scene with Woody Derenberger meeting Indrid Cold. Darren Berger's just fun to say. That's why I keep saying it. Um, we get the song meeting Indrid Cold. I feel like that's a full song. It could be a what's this thing, or it could just be like very creepy. Um, everything's kind of shrouded in shadow. And I think in that scene, we also, you see the glow of the Mothman at some point. Like we kind of like set up that the Mothman's, mm. like we see the red eyes glow at some point with the light like with the light flashing and everything like that you think that the glowing red mm-hmm. eyes are just the flashing of the alien ship but it's not it is the mothman yeah and the next scene is definitely the group of teens at makeout point at the tnt area uh when they get attacked by the mothman you know that's their driving the the ch- kind of chase sequence and all of that and we, that's when we i say we never really fully see what the mothman looks like only ever silhouettes um, the glowing eyes, the silhouettes, like the big shapes and things like that, just to make it more of like, he's never a character, he's just an idea. Who sings in this musical? I think everyone, but the Mothman. Who who else is in the in it? Like, do we have any interactions with our main character so other than aliens? So, we got Woody Derenberger in the aliens, and this is, um, what I was thinking is, after the, so that that's a great question, so after the teens kind of interact uh they the the teens it's going to be somewhat vignette because it's a lot of scenes of people seeing the mothman and people seeing aliens and people being harassed it's a lot of like more of like what's happening in this town with 
Woody Derenberger, and I wanted to use Woody Derenberger and um, Mary Heyer as kind of the through lines, because Mary Heyer is the female reporter, and my thought... There are noir investigators. So, it seems like we've got these really independent parts, which are very, like, horror Mm movie-esque, right? Where we've got the the quote-unquote killer, or in this case, the Mothman, going around doing a bunch of shit. Um, And so it really seems like we just have these three characters, right? Like, this show is really focused in on our main character and then her his investigative partner mm-hmm. and the alien. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. We could have we could throw a scene in there where we actually get Mothman and then Mothman explains like I'm just a warner. <laughs> I'm just a messenger. I'm not bad. And that's like his Mothman song. That's the only time we hear him does, throughout does the Mothman whole show. Does Mothman soft shoe a little bit? Do a little tap? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's very Mr. Cellophane. From uh, Chicago. Yes. What do we think Mr. Mothman Cellophane. sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> I think Mothman's like, Hi, I am Mothman. Is that is that what you hey. guys are imagining he hey, sounds like? Daddy-o. like Killer a, rips, bruh. Like a, <laughs> like a 1930s, 40s. You want him to sound like Miles Davis. Is what was, Miles Davis or John Coltrane. Yeah, I, I'm imagining him sounding like the old uh, hormone monster on Big Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it just being Jeff Goldblum. Oh. oh. Just like straight up. Mid-fly. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. I, personally, I, I like the Mothman not being seen except for maybe until the bridge. Okay. I like the, the Mothman never speaks and like the Mothman shows up. When he sees him, oh. that's how he's like, "Oh my God, I'm wrong." But he does just by seeing him. Like, why are you here? Oh God. Oh, I like oh, that. Oh God, I like that. Okay. But we're jumping ahead, so let's oh, go yeah. back. So, but I, I think that that works really well. Thank you. So, so what's our what's our connective tissue for our sto- for our oh, our over story, right? Because we're gonna have all these awesome horrific like scenes that are gonna be like accompanied, but the, none of these people are gonna sing. Or if they're singing, if there's singing going on, it is just straight up like folk music that then gets interrupted when the yeah. they see the Mothman. Then the things change. Yeah, I kind I kind of like it, like showing parts of this town, like the small town feel of the town, and giving people these little stories. If they're going to be vignettes, we have to like yeah. peek into people's lives, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And exactly. They, and it does. And I think that's and the through line for my my view on the through is line, just this story. So let's. Figure out our first act, like, character emotional, like, points. Absolutely. So I, them trying to fit, it's the, the, those scenes are preceded by Woody and Mary trying to figure out the clues. Uh Uh-huh. And then getting there late, getting there late, and then the mind collapses. And that's when they realize, oh, there's real, real stakes here. And so that's when we have an emotional scene. That's why they're trying to figure it out. That's when Woody gets visited by Indrid. And Indrid maybe gives him some insight, gives him another cryptic message. Um, they have a song together, and that's when, um, in, that's when Woody tells Mary about Indrid Cold. Like, ma- does Indrid Cold sing? His, his Indrid Cold. It's not Indrid Cold because it's an does even more alien sing? name. I, I kind of. I don't know. We've got a I, yes. I think let's go from... for it. 
let's, the peanut let's gallery. Let's go for it. Um, <laughs> okay, how does a how does a man in black, um, uh, the men in black, how do not the man in black? Uh, this isn't Johnny Cash. Um, the man. Well, no, you solved it. It's Johnny Cash. That's Johnny he Cash. sings everything in a Johnny Cash kind of. It's just <laughs> it's just whatever he sings, it's just hurt. Yeah, <laughs> let's actually walk oh, the line. It's all just walk the line. Or, um, no, it's I've been well, everywhere. God damn it! How it's does I've been everywhere? So, He's a space so, traveler. <laughs> how does the Men in Black? How do the Men in Black sing if they don't understand? Well, I think language? what happens is it's more of like a pre-recorded. Any type, like they open their mouth. Or like they I talk what myself. <laughs> <laughs> like no, oh, like they <laughs> they talk and while they talk Love. sound like while while they It's a burning thing. God damn it. They like we make it alien in the sense that like there's it a lot of voice modulation. Like they may talk while music happens around them. <laughs> Yes, I I like that. Like fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this play is hanging on by a thread. No, no, no. I think I think that's a cool idea of um he just like you don't see him actually sing. It's got that like maybe yeah, it's got like whenever he's singing uh, like the the old uh like radio sound comes on. And then we get like we get like stuff from like um Insidious. But but another thing that I did forget to mention, Woody always talks about whenever he meets the aliens, he never knows if they're talking to him or talking directly into his head. Oh. Right, so they're just going to open their mouths every so often. And it's just like it's pre-recorded. It plays into that, yeah. Yeah, and so we can have the music pre-recorded because it's like, it's it's something like that. It's very discord and it's discombobulating. I really Ooh. and then so we have the that, singing is very can exactly, and yeah. we have okay. that. We have that. Um, maybe it's like look at the bigger picture, is what. Um, excuse me. Look at the bigger picture is what like he's saying or something like that. And then um, we get the scene where Woody finally explains to Mary how he knows these things. And she thinks he's crazy. Do we have like a horror-filled dance number? I don't. At that moment, where it's just them, wide-eyed, not moving their heads as they just tap closer to him, <laughs> and it's not just Ingrid <laughs> Gold, but it's all of these men in black. Just. Yeah, this music combination really makes sense. We've got folk. We've got. Jazz. Can we throw We've some ska like, in there just synth for fun? Horror sounds. Oh my god. <laughs> Cold Cold sings ska. It makes so <laughs> much sense because it doesn't it's unnatural. It's just he's, so unnatural. He's just like but anytime he opens his mouth it's just trombone noises. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So And an air of cynicism and cocaine. Yes. Uh but so he has that scene. He tries to convince Mary he's not crazy this is act two no this is not not act two yet this is right before act two he tries to convince mary that that he's not crazy and then the mind collapses well the mind collapses then they have this discussion about like we need to figure out what's going on mm -hmm. because the okay. mind collapsed and then so then he tries to figure it out he tries to figure it out she leaves she's like this is too much he has that song and that's when 
after that, like, he's by himself. He's like, this is, you know, I've got to figure it out. His resolve is not deterred. And he has a song where he figures, he thinks he figures it out, and he's like, the president is going to be shot. And that's the act break, is when the president, he finds out that this big picture that Indrid Cold keeps telling him about is the president is going to be shot. Yeah, it literally is. He says that the president's going to be shot. The lights turn off, and it's, we're left with two red glowing eyes that dim out. Exactly. Totally. Ooh, yeah. love it. Exactly. Is there a mining song? Do the mining guys get a song? <laughs> like, work all day. We're, we're all never going to die we're. in this mine. <laughs> I give my whole life to this mine. No, I think, I think that there is a real reality of taking songs that have already been written, like Appalachian like folk songs and, app, you know, like really get into that. And so there is like a point of like, what if they did start singing 16 tons and then all died? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh. I mean, we can, we can like say that like the mine collapsed and like people did get injured and hurt. Again, we're kind of combining, we're mis- mismatching some stuff together. So I think I that, mean, that's fine. And I think that's a really interesting way to do it is like these Virginia folk songs that kind of get interrupted and get distorted and twisted. I think that makes it a really kind of fun horror musical in that way. And then I think for, so we've got that first act. I like the first act kind of, it, it, I feel like it's tight. I feel like it gives us what we want. I figure the second act is we either allude or show that Woody Derenberger is trying to tell everybody that the president is going to be shot and nobody believes him. Do we have any other vignette scenes? I think we start ramping up the vignettes. Like, I think it's not so much vignette scenes as we have a cup. We have a song. Well, we can start with Act Two with like the just literally the mayor. Yeah. And it's them like doing like a press conference on the Mothman. Oh yeah. So opens with the press conference about the mine collapse, mm-hmm. but the mayor uses that press conference to avoid the mine collapse and talk about the Mothman. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the crowd you have, uh, maybe in the crowd you have, you have Woody Derenberger trying to tell everybody about the, uh, about the president. Maybe that's the, the two songs, you know, it's like a song with two different situations going on. Um, then the next scene is everybody kind of comes into town comes into Point Pleasant looking for the Mothman. Mm-hmm. Um, they start the Mothman like sightings, Mothman tours, things like that. And then we have the song about everybody, what they saw from the Mothman. Or actually, in between that, we have a, a scene bet- with Mary and Woody. Woody trying to convince Mary one last time. Like, hey, something bad's going to happen. The president's going to be shot. The president's going to be shot. You know, he tries to convince her, and she's still not convinced. Um, she's still not convinced. She kind of just like that's. Not, she doesn't necessarily leave, but she. Um, this is kind of like her big scene of like, hey, I have to be taken seriously. Like I'm working hard to be taken seriously, and this is too far for me. Mm-hmm. And then we get the song about all of the ki- encounters, like the vin- the about all of the different encounters with the Mothman, things like that. And um, then maybe so in that scene. Uh, the, and so then we get the scene. We get a scene where he corresponds with Indrid Cold again. He sees Indrid Cold one last time, um, and he tries convince Indrid Cold to show himself to do something to help him because he's everybody thinks he's crazy, and Indrid Cold won't. 
he's very cagey about why, mostly because he doesn't know how to explain why, because he doesn't, you know, he's not human. <laughs> um, and maybe this, and I like this, this could be the scene where he's, he, he tells Indra to wait right there, and he tries to get Mary. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think, William? Um, that sounds great. Yeah, and so like, so that's where he tries to get married, and he's like, "Indra, cold, wait right there." And he comes back, and there's another man in a black suit because it's just a reporter or somebody. And by then, um, do we do we need more to pat it out before he has his moment on the bridge? So that's what do we want? Because then the last the 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 scene before the bridge collapse would be would be um, Woody is there on the bridge, not not um, wonderful life about to kill himself, just on the bridge, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And he sees the Mothman, and this is the first time we actually see the Mothman. I, I think that we just need one scene in between okay. in which he, like, actually questions what happened. Like, is it real? Yes. Yeah. Right? And then, like, a scene in which he's like, fine, I'm then I'm going to stop with all this nonsense it's not true yeah maybe he throws he's he's on the bridge to throw away all the letters or something like that yeah throw away all the letters all of this stuff and that's when he sees the mothman and we actually see the mothman for the first time and he's terrifying you know very like large and nine ten feet twelve feet tall yeah, like up in the raptors so it's hard to tell what he is um i, I mean I, I i see this like wonderful juxtaposition like this really well done like structure where like you have the structure of um, the bridge that's like on the foreground of the uh, which is in the the front of the stage mm-hmm. and he's standing there and there's like lights off the right there are lights off of bridges to make them like shine yeah. out right and so then he just like we hear a sound and then like we've got all of these lines and then just like this bleeding shadow from the back. Yeah, exactly. Of the Mothman appearing. And we see the Mothman. And that's when Indrid... I mean, that's when Woody is like, Oh no. I was wrong. The president's gonna be in Pleasant Point Yeah, in Point Pleasant. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I was wrong. Something well, else. Well, maybe, like, maybe, maybe he, like, thinks it's still about the president. Gets off the bridge. Realizes he's wrong. Because I feel like that's a little too, might be a little too down. Do we need a song? Yeah, I mean, what if, here's just a real, uh, right off the top of my head idea. Um, What if, what if Woody goes home and he like drinks himself to sleep? Because he's like, this is, I don't know what's going on. This is all Mm -hmm. bad. And then he like wakes up to like the radio static or whatever of uh, the radio sounds of what, of Cold like the alien is like, messages? Yeah, of the alien messages. And it's like actually radio broadcast of like the uh the, the bridge the bridge story or something. Oh, okay. And then he's like, Oh shit. That's that's the tragedy that happened. It was like still in his head, mm-hmm. but we hear it through the alien sounds or whatever. And then the Mothman comes to his house <laughs> And they make sweet passionate <laughs> they make love. Sweet love. Um yeah, the Mothman comes to his house and he like comes in his room. He's like, "It's okay, man. <laughs> I'm real." Why do you want to make the Mothman <laughs> such a nice guy? Cuz he's nice. He's a He, un- he unrolls his massive penis. He's a gentle lover. He he ate a dog. 
sometimes you have to. Well, we forgive vampires for eating people. I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I, so I really no. I I think, I think we. I I like the idea of like him waking up, hearing the news, and then the ending is maybe we fade out to like we see the red in like the in his window or something like that as as the music recording goes into cold singing and i think like i i know that this sounds really weird but if we just had like this is a risk and it sounds like a joke but i actually think it'd be super creepy if he's just like in bed and the lights come on and cold has like a band and he's like singing the song he sang and he's actually singing it like into a microphone, like a full stand microphone mm. as if it's this like performance for him. It's very Twin Peaks moment. I feel. Yeah. Very, Twin, very Peaks. Twin Peaks. Very Twin Peaks. But it, it, it also alludes to the rest of his life. Yeah. Right. This is something that he was always plagued with his entire life, regardless of whether it's real or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he's either a very sick man or was essentially tortured for the rest of his life by aliens <laughs> so real question does the mothman play drums <laughs> i feel like he's a bass guy oh absolutely well that's yeah that's why i i like the idea of injured cold maybe not like the full band but we can do like injured cold with the stand mic with him crooning yes i'm fine with that and then and then and then, Dar- and then darren Berger gets up and he's like i'm gonna dance <laughs> He's like, like, cold waves him over. He's like, get out of here, dance. (laughs) I'm going to dance. That's too too David Lynch. That's too David Lynch to just (laughs) randomly start dancing. But I think because if we do that, then as it fades out, there's we just fade out on the glowing red eyes like that's the final thing that they see uh-huh. of the show is just the glowing and then, red eyes and then we hear a voice i can't believe we got darkness. through this whole musical without the mothman having one song it's more interesting it's more interesting if the monster doesn't get it's like in horror movies it's always better if the monster doesn't get explained if the monster is just this force of nature that you don't understand it makes it more unnerving because you don't know how to figure them out Okay, so instead of that, we do have a Mothman <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> this is not Cats. I swear to Christ. Hold on. Hold on. And he just stands up, <laughs> slow clapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we can't. We can't. I'm, that's where I'm putting my foot down. We can't. We, we showed a Mothman that one time, and not okay. even that. He's mostly obscured and terrifying. And then we never see him again. Like... That's what. That's the scariness of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. It's a horror musical. It's a horror musical, and I think I really like that ending, and I think that really ties it together with the, is this all in his head? Is this real? Mm-hmm. We know that the, the, the bridge collapse is real, but is everything else real? What and happens... then that's the end of the show. But, go ahead. I was going to say, what happens to Mary? Does she just, like, disappear? Like, we don't get a tide? Well, she just, she's, like... I have my own work to do because she's a reporter. Mm-hmm. Like when he tries to show when when he tries to show Mary injured cold and he's no longer there. That's when she kind of like severs it. And she's uh, just like, yes, I can't. This is come on, dude. Yeah. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's the end there. But we, we kind of set an interesting precedent of using like some old kind of Appalachian folk tunes for the vignettes and for some of these for some of these things. 
So definitely the, some old Appalachian folk tunes. I definitely think getting some rockabilly from the 50s. Yes. Like, like even just for like the radio sounds, things like that. <clears throat> exactly. Like really getting that quintessential like town stuff and then filling all of the times because the Mothman does get songs. He's just not singing. Like those are his songs. Yeah, all he's, of the he's scenes. He's got a theme. Mothman has he's a got, theme. Yeah. He's got a physicality that does occur. Um and in a sense, we could argue, and we can make the argument that, like, the synth, there's, like, maybe we have a synth that plays, mm-hmm. and that we refer to in the music as Mothman singing, right? Like, that is what he's doing, that there's this codification of the sounds that he makes. Yeah, anytime you hear it, like, yeah, I like that. It's really, like, he doesn't speak because he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... This one's not going to have the traditional, like, I want songs and stuff like that. There will be the songs of, like, Won't You Believe Me, things like that. Um, William, what we really you get, We really get songs that fulfill parts of the hero's journey, though. Yeah. Right? We've got, we've got our opening song on Pleasantville. On Pleasantville. Yes. <laughs> on Point Pleasant, right? And that is our, our home that we, we, we start in, mm-hmm. right, before the home has changed. Um We've got the song of him learning about the Mothman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the most interesting is, like, what is the song that... So in the first act, we've got, what, like, four really big songs, right? We've got a song from each of our main characters, mm-hmm. and we've got the Pleasant song. We've got the Pleasant song, and we've got the song from the, teen, the teens, re, um, you know... Recapping, there's recapping what's going on. I I think that for all of those vignette pieces, that we choose songs that are already written. Well, but this one specifically, it's after the vignette, is when we first introduce the idea of like when Mary and Woody meet, is because the teens are the ones kind of describing everything. Sure. Like they have the town okay. together. They, it's semi press conference, like town hall style, where they're talking about the. Because that might give us a reprise in the beginning of the second act for the mayor's song. Yeah, it's kind of a reprise of this of this song of the Mothman song. Is it a is it is it that or are they saying it too cold? Because isn't that the point of the Men in Black, right? Like the whole process of how they exist as a sighting is that they come up and they ask you about weird things that have happened. I think. Yeah. Could they really see? Would they see cold though? I they, feel like there's there's a level of like Fight Club well, that we can it, make it, it is right. Like, like we we never we never put more alien like you can, and in certain interpretations of the story, they do have more Men in Black and more aliens show up. But we didn't in our play. So mm-hmm. if we really wanted, I mean, in our show. So if we really wanted to. We could have just injured cold be the only alien. Nobody else ever sees him. And it's more of like Mothman is real, mm-hmm. but injured cold might not be. Yeah, I think like the el- alien element only lives through um, Darren or what's his name? Woody. Woody, Woody Darenberger. Woody Darenberger. I feel like he brings the alien element to the whole storyline and everyone else is just like, there's a big fucking moth. Yeah. <laughs> Did we say Mary was a reporter? Yeah, yeah, she is. 
then let's just leave it at that. Like not a press conference thing. Just that oh, she's telling. Yeah, just that's an a, investigative. That's a good. That's yeah. That's well, we, that's a good way to fix. We it. We could probably because like with the with the teens explaining what they saw, they don't know that it's called Mothman yet. So maybe that's like the story of like how maybe Mary comes up with the title Mothman. We kind of fudge it a little bit. Yeah, and she's the one that puts it. Was it was a her. moth. And she, <laughs> it was a man. But like yeah, they describe. It was a Mothman. <laughs> They describe what they saw, and then she's like, "We'll call it Mothman." And all the all the men, all the boys describe it as really terrifying, and all the women are like, "I got a big dick." God damn it, William! <laughs> God damn it! So we've got the so we've got like four, maybe five songs. So this isn't this is a musical, but it's not going to be like a big songbook musical. No, uh, in terms of like the size of the songs, I mean. There, there's a potential, there's a potential uh, reality that we can exist with, like um, other musicals, other horror musicals, right? Like, what are our other horror musicals? We've got Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm, right? Um, we've got, um, would we count Rocky Horror? Yeah, somewhat. You know, like there are a bunch of movie horror musicals mm-hmm. um, that are only horror because they've got stuff in it, not because they're necessarily like yeah. Like Re- Repo Men. Uh-huh. Repo Men is terrifying. Yeah. Repo, the genetic opera, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think Repo Men is a movie with... um. That's similar. That's the same storyline, and it's with Jude Law. Yes. But it's not a musical. Yeah, but Repo, the genetic opera. That one's pretty scary. So there are there are some precedent, and we're, we're going to have music. It's just not going to be like traditional traditional like like we wrote the well songs. there's a lot of other music right yeah, exactly. if every vignette has i mean if every vignette has their own song that ends up getting either played or performed mm-hmm. we're talking about like 10 songs in the first act yeah. you know so um so we got so like i really like what you're saying you're saying that we've got the songs that kind of talk about the um hero's journey we've got the song of them like mary and woody trying to figure it out um, right. After the after the bridge collapsed, then we've got the song of Woody realizing. Uh, then we've got the song of Woody trying to explain to Mary about the ali- about injured cold, or not believing him, and then him realizing that the president's going to be shot, or like he just realizes the president's going to be shot, and she doesn't believe him. At the end of that act, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think there is I think there is like a song that we need that, that follows that same hero's journey plot for for our main character that is this like him going crazy yes mm-hmm. um and i think that's like right before the act break then we, yeah then we've got the you know the mothman has come press conference that also has mixed in the president will be shot like they're kind of like competing mm-hmm. um in that song we've got the um We've got the Mary and Woody confrontation. That might just be a scene, not necessarily a song, where he finally explain where where she won't believe him, and he um, at the end he finally says, "Well, an alien told me to do it." Essentially, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's yeah. just like, "I don't fucking believe that," and she pieces pieces out. And then um, we've got the we've got the song about all of the Mothman sightings, all of like you know like everybody comes to town. They've got that big scene. Yeah. Then we've got the song, we've got the scene where Injured Cold meets um, Woody one last time, or at least in this situation. They Maybe they su- sing, maybe they don't, about, um, you know, 
about like you need to look at the bigger picture, everything like that. And that is when Woody tries to gra tells Indrid to stay there. Woody grabs Mary, brings Mary back, and that's when she has the wrong person. He tries to show her the alien. Maybe she has right. that that final song if she's like, I've got a job to do. I've got a yeah. job to do kind of song. Mm -hmm. She leaves. He goes to the bridge. He sings to himself about like about his moment of doubt about how wrong I was. He yeah. sees the Mothman. Um, he sees the Mothman, and so he runs home, and that's when he drinks himself to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And then I think, personally, I think the final song is the one that I'm the most interested in. That final song that Indrid Cold's going to sing. <coughs> yeah. Like, what that is going to be. It's got to be haunting. It's got to be weird and kind of creepy. It's got to be, it's definitely got to be super weird and super creepy. I think that there's like, I think that Indrid, Indrid Cold in general, if he's singing any songs, whether he's a part of any of it, like there's a reality that maybe he's all of the radio songs. Because mm -hmm. um, he's just everywhere. Because he's okay. also, you know, doing his investigation. Um, and so there's an interesting point of, um, I think that his music needs to be of the time but is not folk music. Like when it's him by himself. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's gotta have, I don't think necessarily like groovy. I don't think of him as like a late sixties Yeah. in that respect, but there is something about like that crooner like age, like yeah. making it really like a sultry, like Sinatra kind of like song. Okay. You know, um, Okay, so but I think that his music is. Way. Is that a song <laughs> yeah. from the time? I mean, that would be a really fucked up weird <laughs> song to end it on. Yeah. You just you just ended on "Fly Me to the Moon," if you really oh. wanted. But oh, but then geez. we'd have to go back and make all of the make this a jukebox musical, and we'd have to go back and figure out all of them. That's true. But so that's what we're doing, right? Well, no. no. So here's what, so here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. I really like what we did. Um, so, William, we're going to have you write a crooner-style song that also um, kind of really encapsulates what happened in the story and why it's so creepy and make it jarring and maybe a little syncopated, maybe a little minor so it doesn't fit like in a worldly key. If you go ahead and write that for us, perform it, and send um, it over, we'll actually – no, because you're going to edit – you're also going to edit this uh, together and then edit the oof. song in for us. I think I think we're good from there. I think we did it. I don't know if I'll have the song. Is that is are, are you good with that, Olivia? Does that work for you? That works for me, William. We have all oh, our full faith in our, you. We'll pay you awesome. eventually. Um, to awesome. Do this well, work. thank you all you so much yourself. for listening. Um, William, just whenever you can, as quickly as you can, you can get that finished and uploaded. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> William, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> hey again, thank you for listening to We Wrote the Book. If you liked what you heard, give us a like on Spotify. Thanks.